It's a lot of sharing. We don't have very strict processes. One meeting, one solution, one action. Je pense que le métier de designer, c'est aussi euh, être ouvert d'esprit. A good innovation, I would say, it's um, something that will help people. Luxury Tribune presents Reloading Luxury with Audemars Piguet. Episode 2, Leadership and Innovation. Today, Audemars Piguet is one of the big five of the watchmaking industry worldwide. It was not the case 10 years ago when François-Henri Benamias became CEO. In 2012, the brand produced 32,000 watches. In 2023, the production will reach 51,000 pieces. The industrial structure that AP is currently building could bring the brand up to 70,000 watches a year. In other words, Audemars Piguet multiplied its turnover by four, reaching 2 billion Swiss francs today. In 2025, it will celebrate its 150 years anniversary. To understand the secrets behind that success, we will explore the workforce in place, meet the young talents, the creators, and the mastermind behind it all. Audemars Piguet is not just a brand. It's a mindset. But the question is, will it last now that François-Henri Benamias is leaving the company at the end of 2023? To understand how AP transforms an idea into a watchmaking innovation, Luxury Tribune enters the heart of the very secretive and protected research and development department in the new manufacture in Le Locle. Its spaceship architecture is like a vortex, where new ideas flow. Cristina D'Agostino, editor-in-chief of Luxury Tribune, invites you in. Oui, bonjour la sécurité. So it seems here we have the holy grail of the watchmaking industry, because we have the head of design, head of industrialization, and head of research and development. So I would like to know who has the final cut? Lucia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really depends. Uh, we, we used to say that it's a design team. Luca Raggi, Research and Development Director. But actually, uh, we have to be able to reproduce the, the pieces and the watches, so I would say Thierry. Do you agree? Sometimes at the end, yes. But to start to, to work, Sébastien is, is at the beginning. Thierry Chevillard, Head of Industrialization. We have to decide at uh, each steps, at the beginning of the project, during the creation of the, the watch, and uh, through the production. At the end, maybe, uh, maybe the customer also. I don't know if it's the design that really has the final say, because for us, it's above all the result of collaboration with all of the departments. Sébastien Perret, Design Director. And somehow you can't impose a design without listening. 
whether it's technical, industrialization, feasibility, and if we want this piece to be successful, it must also go through these stages. Now, it is clear that the first idea is born from the design, so it is us who put up an aesthetic on the table, and then all of it is discussed between us. Could you just describe uh, what is the team spirit? We drink a lot of coffee, also wine, at the end of the day. <laughs> for sure but the team spirit is uh, is working together it's a lot of sharing we don't have very strict processes or very strict interactions so it's about um, sharing designs sharing ideas and a lot of people involved and having the possibility to give their ideas their opinions we really like and promote this collective job we really work a lot in groups. The essence is collaboration and teamwork. I remember that we had a problem to solve with Thierry. We went to the restaurant in Le Sentier. It was like, you know, writing on a restaurant ticket and we found a solution that uh, helped us to save a lot of time together. It was very simple, but very a thing that you could not solve on your own. We would like to to be uh, very uh, agile. So that means one meeting, one solution, one action. Christina, please allow me to introduce you Laura Marino, hey. uh, in charge of Peer. Hi, nice Hi. to meet you. Nice to meet you. First, we will um, discover how the components are being created. Okay. And if I may add, Maxime, the main focus of uh, the manufacture Audemars uh, Piguet in Le Locle is mainly focusing on our uh, complication timepieces. Okay, like tourbillon, tourbillon, perpetual calendar, minute with okay. Peter, etc. Yes. Could you just introduce yourself? So my name is Luca Radje. I'm in charge of research and development at Audemars Piguet. And what brought you to Audemars Piguet? Oh, it was a long time ago, 12 years. It was um, the creativity and uh, the potential to bring uh, new innovations to life. Was it a dream to work for Audemars Piguet? Not at all. <laughs> no, um, I, I was uh, nearly conscious about the need of engineers in watchmaking a few years before I was hired at Audemars Piguet. So it was more like a discovery trip. Sébastien Perret, originally a watch designer, and I've been working for the brand for six years. I worked for two years as a freelancer in an independent agency, and for the last four years, I've had the privilege of taking over the design direction at Audemars Piguet. So my name is Thierry. I'm in charge for the industrialization part uh, at Audemars Piguet. In Le Locle, or? On the three sites. And what brought you here at Audemars Piguet? Inspiration, <laughs> a new challenge, uh, because um, I like the watchmakers at Audemars Piguet. I can reach uh, and put my uh, imagination, my strength and my knowledge uh, for the complete watch. Today we are in Le Locle, in a quite different manufacture that I've seen around in Switzerland. It's really built like a, a spaceship. Could you just explain us how all those big machines is organized? The first goal, as every plant you can build, was to uh, have manufacturing site. And so we computed, you know, all the square meters. And then we, we changed a little bit the mindset because we wanted a place uh, created for improving and increasing human interactions. We created this special place called the Piazza, which is a 
place that you can all meet between the different uh, spaces. Does it work? I, I mean, hope so. <laughs> I mean, idea comes from the plaza. Yeah, it works because you have a mix between people and between their their skills and jobs. So they meet at the, to drink a coffee, for example, and they really can share uh, without it to be planned. And I'm very curious. There is a room in front of us with the curtains closed, which looks very secret. What is it for? The room is called uh, Prism. It's a place for creativity. So we have screens, we have um, tactile screens, we have places and uh, whiteboards where you can interact and uh, improvise, let's say, innovation. So what does innovation mean for you? Wow, good question. <laughs> innovation is not to, to take every time the same path to introduce a new technology, new materials, or, or new concepts uh, inside the, the watch. So innovation means... Uh, to push the boundaries. Yes. Mm -hmm. To push the limits. Mm -hmm. The 150th anniversary of the brand is almost finalized today. We have projections on designs that almost go to 2030. It's not necessarily a finalized design in its form, but when we launch a piece, a new model, it's just a matter of making an aesthetic design, but also of developing a new movement. And when we start working on highly complicated movements, we have very long development times because we have to make sure they are reliable. We have to build them. We have to test them to the limit. How does an idea come up at Audemars Piguet? It can be the result of collaboration with a new partner, with an ambassador. It can also be a completely free subject. It can also be an evolution of existing collections. And finally, it's a bit like in car design. It's about evolving watches that are successful today, that are recognized as such and managing to sublimate them without taking any steps backwards. So that means that anyone can come up with an idea and it will be listened to? Yes, everyone can come up with an idea. It will be listened to, it will be analyzed, it may be relevant or not. I think that the designer's job is also to be open-minded, to have a rather broad vision on the creative aspect. And then, will it fit into the process or into the brand's codes? It's by trying that we realize if it works. A good innovation, I would say, that it's um, something that will help people, whether it's internally or for our clients, but it has to bring something new and something that you really need. What are the strengths of an innovation in AP? I think the main strength that we have is the possibility to interact with uh, different people, wherever they are from uh, research, development, industrialization, product and design, and um, we have no limitations or closed doors. And what kind of challenges? So the main challenge is bringing all those people together because you never do an innovation alone. I mean, for us, an innovation is not an idea, is the transformation of this idea into a product that we will sell. Going deeper into this uh, R&D in Audemars Piguet, what's the right balance between the craftsmanship and the industrialization? It really depends on the quantity we want to do and the sense it makes. So if we can do something that is bringing no added value and it's painful and it's not uh, rewarding for the people, we will try to industrialize it 
And when it's about human being and you can just, uh, you know, give sense to the people that is making the action, we try to preserve the craftsmanship. You have some polishing techniques, for example, that requires a lot of attention and strength, and you could suffer from pain in the muscle of the hand. So if they are in, in certain parts that are not the, the main parts, let's say, and you can do it, let's say, by machine, uh, we won't do it if it makes sense, if it's coherent. Could you give me an example of... Um of an innovation that came from an idea and and then came to reality. For Audemars Piguet, the double balance wheel in the skeleton watch, uh, caliber 31-32, is a big innovation. Our own balance wheel, it's a little bit technical, it gives the precision of the watch. Uh, it comes from uh, a watchmaker uh, on the, his working place And, and then he, he comes to the R&D team and say, I have an idea to, to have the best uh, balance wheel. And it comes like that. Another example is uh, maybe on the dial on the code uh, 1159. You have small characters uh, on the dial. It is written Audemars Piguet. And the technology used to produce these components uh, needs a technology that only one uh, enterprise uh, can produce in Switzerland. We are testing new way of industrializing our pieces. Maxime Badin, hospitality manager at Le Locke Manufacture. We are testing new materials also in order to be always focusing on research and development and yeah. finding new way of improving our caliber. Okay, so it's really the heart of innovation is here. Exactly. Yeah. Audemars Piguet likes to go very fast. So yes, it's a pressure because we want to reduce our time to market, but we also want to spend the correct amount of time of an, an innovation because when you have an innovation that is really some kind of milestone for the brand, it deserves to take the, the right amount of time. So the suppliers are the key regarding um, the Audemars Piguet watches. Uh, we build them together, we assemble them Uh, together, uh, they have also good ideas. They know very, very well they are their job. We agree to share the innovation the suppliers uh, they do every every day. So there is the, there's two ways. One, we we have a uh, the, the time the exclusivity for for two, three, four, five years, or we protect our ID with a patent deposit. Yeah, we are nothing without them. I mean, because we are specialized in certain processes. But we need a lot of external suppliers to help us or to supply companies simply. So they're part of our teams. We have in-house skills and we are used to working and sharing. But we do exactly the same thing with our suppliers. We have people specialized in different fields. We have craftsmen too. It's also a form of inspiration, ideas and innovation. The main reflection was to say, okay, let's be humble. We don't have all the... Uh, crafts internally. We don't have all the processes. We have clever people outside and around us. What we have, we have the vision, we have the product plan, and we have also means to help to maybe co-finance some of the ideas. So we invite them, we invited them two years, and we, we showed them our constraints, our vision, our product plan, and they were then invited like one by one separated to pitch ideas and eventually 
to go on different projects. And the first year we selected 12 projects and the second year we are still on the selection. How do you think people see Audemars Piguet? We are the wild child of the watch industry, but in a good way. We know how to stay calm when we need to. There is also a lot of respect for the history of the brand and the heritage of fine watchmaking. But there is also a desire to challenge the codes, to question ourselves, not to repeat what we have been doing for years, to live with our time. We like to see ourselves as a very innovative and forward-thinking company. And um, the way we are doing things is, let's say, more important than the final result. So yes, of course, what the people see is our products, but they also see the atmosphere, the way we interact with uh, other people becoming, and we are now a retail company, it means that we have direct contact with our clients. And this is very important and different from many other brands. I think dynamic and maybe crazy uh, because we, we produce uh, more, than, more than 150 novelties per year. I think as long as we have the, the means and the will to corroborate and to share the passion as we are doing right now, it will last. We realized that we don't have the know-how for every process or every part in the, in the watches. So... Um, we we thought we would be better together with our suppliers and we chose consciously to share with them our vision, our product plan. and uh, Your secrecy, some, even. Yes, and the, the, the projects we are still working on because we think that if we share our vision, if we share those details, they will be able to even increase the innovation that we have. So we are now in the decorations atelier where all the components are being uncrafted. Even the smallest pieces mm -hmm. are, are decorated, uh, decorated okay. with uh, different uh, techniques. The first one is anglage, mm -hmm. the second one is perlage, perlage, and the third one is Côte de Genève, yeah. soleillage and collimaçonnage. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. What does it mean to be a designer at Audemars Piguet? Do you draw by hand? Is it very artistic? Tell me more about it. Yes, for me, it is essential to draw by hand. It's kind of the essence of what we do. It's a direct tool between what's going on in your brain and how to transcribe it on a sheet of paper. And that's how the code 1159 came about? For us, it was quite a challenge. When it comes to creating a collection of round watches, the watchmaking industry has watches of various shapes and sizes. And there, in the specifications, it was clearly stipulated that we had to design a classic contemporary watch, but round. For a watch designer, this is one of the most complicated themes. Because the round watch is what has existed since the dawn of time and arrived in 2019 with a real identity. A signature piece, too. The holy grail is that one day this piece becomes iconic. How did it happen inside the company? It was a big pressure because we do not release new collections every year. We keep our existing models alive, our flagship pieces, offering a new collection outside of Royal Oak, Royal Oak Offshore, Royal Oak Concept is something that is highly anticipated by the watchmaking community 
or people who appreciate this type of product. It was a challenge for the teams because we set the bar very high. Not only did we want to create a signature piece, but we also wanted to develop new movements, movements manufactured and designed in-house. We also wanted to develop a piece that reflects all of Audemars Piguet's know-how and experience. So yes, it was also a question of developing a concentrate of ingenuity and finally bringing together all the know-how, both in terms of packaging and aesthetic design, but also in terms of technical complexity and movement of watchmaking functionality. But again, as always, if it were easy and a long, quiet river, I feel like saying that it wouldn't be much fun. We know that we have to challenge ourselves and question ourselves. It's part of our way of working. If we are looking back at the Code 1159, bringing a lot of people working from three different uh, industrialized sites, uh, working in only one direction for a final product, and it was a collection, so it means... 13 new references, six new movements. This was really, I think, the, the biggest challenge I have ever faced. My question would be, what will be the next one? The next one, I really know what it is right now. <laughs> but I would be killed if I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we know that uh, François-Henri Benamias will leave uh, at the end of the, of the year. From a leadership perspective, what do you think will last? Um, I would say the team, we call it the one AP, you know, the fact that we are all working for the same company as a family spirit company. And this, I think, will, will last a long time. Could you define this spirit? So um, we say that we are a serious brand, but we don't take ourselves too serious. So um, we are always uh, having fun moments. And this is what we... I think which is very different from maybe other brands. I think the history is part of us and it's part of our DNA. So we don't, you know, we don't uh, write on a sheet of paper, okay, 50% of innovation, 50% of uh, heritage, but um, we are surrounded by our history in the designs we have in our collections in the, the way we, we interact with, uh, for example, the people at the museum. So when we have a brand new idea, we often go and see our colleagues from the restoration workshop, for example. But the history part is, I'll say, more like some ingredients that we add on the innovation on the top of it. It could be of the design, of specific choice of uh, finishings, It could be uh, a lot of different things. And of what are you the most proud of? In general, you mean? In Audemars Piguet. I think if you look at the products we are releasing this year, I'm quite proud of that. Freedom for me uh, is the best gift that uh, Francois gave uh, to me for my job. Yeah. So this leadership is, is key because there is two words. Mm. It's freedom and mm. no limit. Yes. Interesting, no? Indeed. <laughs> Innovation at Audemars Piguet is not only based on creativity. It also resides in its capacity to bring people together for a common purpose. The freedom to work together, share ideas and trusting each other, inside and outside the company. Supplies is included, paving the path to co-construction on a whole new level. 
Reloading Luxury with Audemars Piguet, a podcast presented and produced by Luxury Tribune in collaboration with Audemars Piguet, La Souris Verte and Cornland Studio.